Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. So, some of you might be a bit confused about the choice of topic for this evening because it's usually something that's more associated with Nintendo than with Sega. But uh, Greyfor and I were having a look around eBay for various retro things one evening and uh, he noticed that there were... Uh, she was looking, he was looking for Saturn games. And he noticed a Tetris game that he'd not seen before, and he pointed it out to me. And uh, we did a bit of digging and managed to find a selection of Tetris games that were in fact released on Sega consoles, or well, Sega hardware, should I say. So I'm going to start with the most obvious title on the list, Tetris. And this version of the game was released in 1988 on Sega 16, System 16 board, with another version that was re released a year later for the Sega System E hardware, both of which saw these releases only in Japan. These are both pretty simple arcade games which follow the basic rules of Tetris, i.e. try and score as many points as possible by placing blocks and com completing horizontal lines. The more lines you complete, the higher the level, and by extension, the harder the difficulty will grow. While the, Sega, the system, system 16 version had two-player functionality, the System E only appears to have one-player mode. The System 16 version also introduced a monkey character who explained how to play the game. Not something that's necessarily needed in my opinion, because Tetris is fairly self-explanatory. You get the hang of it pretty quickly, which is kind of half of its appeal, I think. Now, here we're going to get into a confusing bit because you're going to, we're going to be talking about contracts and uh, publishing rights and there's even a bit of politics involved, so bear with me. So, a quick breakdown of events. Uh, during this time, it turns out that Sega didn't actually have the rights to Tetris for arcade or console because of a of some wording that was in the contract that was owned by a company called Andromeda Software. To break this down, Sega acquired the Japanese arcade and console rights from Tengen, who in turn got them from their parent company, Atari. Atari Games had licensed the rights to Mirasoft, who in turn had licensed them to, from Andromeda Software, who had gained the rights from Elog, an organisation owned by the Soviet government who were put in charge of the Tetris IP by Alexei Pajitnov, uh, who had ceded the rights to Tetris to the Soviet government back in 1986. <sighs> Complicated. In Andromeda's contract, they had the rights to Tetris across home computers and, and I quote, different types of computers, which was vague enough for arcade games and consoles to technically fall within this, depending on the interpretation. 
So yeah, it was a bit of a mess, and I'll get into some of the fallout for that after our first music break of, the, of this evening. Oh, and Electro Boogaloo points out that there's also versions on Taito's B system and H system boards as available as upgrade kits. Um, which I'm going to be playing a track from one of the B system versions of uh, the Tetris Arcade, and that is Tetrimix. So, and then after that, our first request of this evening, which is from Puyo Puyo Tetris, and that is the Tetris Sega Arcade Arrange version, and that was requested by Pocket Aleri. So please enjoy this music, and I'll be back after this to talk about the release of Tetris on the Mega Drive.
and that was Puyo Puyo Tetris Tetris Sega Arcade version request uh, <coughs> arranged version requested by Pocket Aleri. And before that, we had Tetris uh, the B system version of the Sega Tetris theme. So based on the fallout of the mess of rights issues and licensing, uh, Andromeda Software pretty much kind of stated that they owned the rights and they were kind of correct. And what this ultimately means is that when Sega was about to release Tetris on the Mega Drive, they actually had to cancel shipments of the title. Although around 10 cartridges are thought to exist in the wild, one copy has been sold for one billion dollars. One billion dollars for a games cartridge. I mean, wow. Uh, if you do have a Mega Drive Mini though, um, a version of uh, Tetris for the Mega Drive is available on the Mega Drive Mini. So you can still play it. Now that we have the original out of the way, we can move on to later releases of Tetris. Uh, we're going to start with yet another Japanese-only release, this one referred to as Tetris S. This game was developed by Bulletproof Software and was released in 1996 for the Sega Saturn. Hence the S in the title, and we also see the monkey theme continue. Along with your standard uh, Tetris mode, you also get two versus modes, one against the CPU and another against a fellow human being. That same year, we also saw the release of Tetris Plus, uh, this one being developed by Natsume and published by Jellico. Or Jellico? I'm not quite sure how you pronounce that. I'll go with Jellico. Along with your standard or classic mode, you also have a puzzle mode where you need to complete lines in order to allow a small figure called the Professor to reach the bottom before a spiked ceiling crushes him. Well, that's dark. Uh, Electrobuggler is saying it's a completely different new version of Tetris by M2 on the MD Mini rather than the aborted original Mega Drive version. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I assumed based on the publicity that it was actually that version. Huh. I stand corrected. Where was I? Ah yes, uh, Tetris Plus. Uh, puzzle mode can be played either single or versus in single or versus mode. And you'll also have an edit mode where you can create puzzle levels of your own, which can then be saved if you have the Saturn backup memory card. Um... We sort of do. We have an action replay card, which can serve the same function, among other things. <coughs> Cough. Yo ho fiddle dee dee. And so on. Jaleco. Jaleco. Jaleco, okay. Uh, Japanese le. Uh, jale Japanese leisure company. So Ko is Ko, so it would be Ko at the end. So, Jale, Jaleco. Okay, Jaleco. I think. Well, I'm not going to sit here trying to puzzle out how the heck to pronounce that, so let's move on, shall we? Uh, so, from Tetris S, I'm going to play for you Tetris S versus mode stage 2. 
Mostly because it's the only track from uh, Tetris S that I could actually find uh, in half decent quality. <laughs> um, uh, Nick um, helped me a lot with the music on this. I, I sent him. I actually sent him the script earlier today. Uh, the draft version of the script and was like, yeah, I'm sure uh, we've got most of this. And it was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to be busy. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'm sorry, Nick. This, this is what I do. It's like uh, the Hidden Palace, creating new problems for Nicholas Amar on a weekly basis. Right, so let's start from Tetris S versus mode uh, stage two and then a, uh, a remix of the uh, classic Tetris theme. We have from Sir Nuts, uh, Crimea River. I see what you did there. So please enjoy these and I'll speak to you after this music break.
You're listening to The Hidden Palace with the wonderful Skyblaze only on Radio Sega. Well, I guess if you're here, it's not that well hidden, is it? Nuts Crimea River uh, OC Remix uh, from the Tetris A-Type theme from the Game Boy. Um, before that we had from Tetris S the Versus Mode Stage 2 track. Um, we're discussing the various monkey mascots that have been in the different uh, Sega Tetris titles and yeah, <laughs> Nick posted one who looks like he's stoned out of his mind. I, I, it's like, either that or like, he has seen things that man should not what of. Well, he's a monkey, but you get the idea. 
yeah, the the one on the box art for um, Tetris S looks kind of creepy. It 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 there's just something about it that's just a bit off putting. Moving on. Um, uh, swooping down onto the Dreamcast, we have bulletproof software once again with Tetris 4D. Releasing in 1998 only in Japan. Again. This is a very bare bones version with your typical classic mode, but in an effort to take advantage of the multiplayer capability of the Dreamcast, there is a battle mode, which lets up to four players compete against each other. Hence the four part of the title, I would guess. Two years later, also on the Dreamcast, Bulletproof Software, who were known at the time as Blue Planet Software, uh, came out with one last Tetris title uh, called The Next Tetris Online Edition. This game comes with either Classic Tetris or The Next Tetris as your initial options, and then within each of these you have a variety of modes including one and two player games. Marathon Mode, Score Marathon Mode, and Practice Mode. What the next Tetris brings to the table is the introduction of Multiminos. You know, well, of course, Tetrominos are what the four little four blocks are called. Multiminos are a different thing. I did a fairly quick Google search to see if any other Tetris games used Multiminos before this game, and apart from finding out Multimino is also a form of liquid food for fish. Alright, I guess. The only other use was in the PlayStation version, which released a year earlier. So, what is a Multimino, I hear some of you say? Except probably Electric Boogaloo, because they know everything and should probably do my job, to be honest. Um, but it, as it turns out, it looks like a standard Tetrominone. Except one or two of the four blocks are a different colour. What this means in practice is that when you place your tetromino, the block separates by colour, and if the colours of the block fail to match those around it, and should there be any space below it, the block will disconnect from the rest and fall into the gap below. Sounds a bit Puyo Puyo-ish to me. Anyone else think so? But then again, we did end up with Puyo Puyo Tetris, so I guess that makes sense. And then there's only so many ways that you can do kind of falling block puzzles. Um, well, Electrical is saying very early release, December 1998. What was? Oh, Doom in Tetris 4D. Yeah, um... So, the the artwork for Tetris 4D, it looks like there's like a lightning strike and, and brass cogs behind it and it's just a really weird look for a Tetris game. <laughs> ah, never mind. Oh, you do mean Tetris 4D, okay, cool. Right, let's have some more music then. Uh, so this is a track that was requested by Nicholas Aman, and this is from Tetris 4D, and this is the 3D battle player, 3D battle, uh, 3D battle mode theme. I can say words, 
And then from Tetris New Century, we have Kalinka Pastoral Chiptune Mix. Please enjoy, I'll speak to you after this. Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace.
we are back. And we have, that was Tetris New Century Kalinka Pastoral Chiptune Mix. And then before that we had from Tetris 4D, the three-player uh, three battle mode theme requested by Nicholas Aman. Uh, and that track was worthy of a Dancing Kitty Blob. So, a bit of a banger. Yeah, they, there's a few um, Tetris-related tracks that I've been tempted to use in um, my DJ sets. Uh, there's the the dance mix of uh, Tetri mix from I think that's from Puyo Puyo Tetris or is that from Puyo Puyo Tetris Two? Quite fun. Um, so uh, carrying on with the next Tetris, then uh, there are some in multiplayer specifically. There are ways that you can distract your opponent, and some of them are, are quite mean. If you manage to clear two, three, or four lines, you'll cause your opponent's playfield to spin across the X, Y, or Z axis. Wow! Can you imagine that? How you like it right up near the top, and that suddenly happens? It's like, no, no, I just put the controller down. It's like, no, done. Also, the multimino means random blocks can fall to fill gaps. You also have the chance to cause a cascade. This can also mess with your opponent. Uh, causing two to three cascades spins your opponent's playfield several times. Four cascades does the spinning as well as darken the playfield. And five cascades uh, does both of these as well as turning all blocks to a single colour. Thankfully the effects for both clearing and cascades will wear off after a while, but you might be in a bit of a sticky situation by the time it does. This is like the Tetris version of the blue shell, this is just brutal. Uh, Nicholas Amand says, the Tetrimix dance, dance mix version I was thinking of is from the 80 single Tetrimix done by the SST band. I didn't think it was SST. Oh, Electro Bugler saying it wasn't by SST Band. Because I do have a version of it, but I don't know. I I don't know where it's from, and it's, it doesn't have a. I don't think. I haven't actually checked it since I've had to re-upload everything after my last hard drive died. But I didn't think it was SST Band. Uh, it's included in the SST Band 30th anniversary box. I do not know. I got it from the Radio Sega library, so I don't actually know where it's from originally. <laughs> I am terrible. Moving on then. Uh, the last title I'm going to uh, talk about this evening is Sega Tetris. I'm sure a lot of you have been waiting for this one. I'm going to loop my talk bed. Which I'm certain I've covered the arcade version of in a earlier episode. I'm reasonably sure I've done that. This game came out in 2000, and much like the arcade version, it was, once again, say it with me now, only released in Japan. Sega Tetris plays much like the arcade version, which along with clearing lines, you also have a slot machine, which stops each time you clear lines. Depending on how many lines you clear, you'll get a different image. If you manage to get three of the same image, you will get extra points. In an effort to give you more replayability, you get to choose a character, and by earning money and what I've been able to Google Translate as Earnest Mode, I think. Although Japanese is notoriously difficult to run through a translator. 
Uh, but yeah, in earnest mode, I guess, you can play as a UFO catcher and get additional characters or alternate colour schemes for them. Um, which is kind of nice, I guess. Uh, replayability is pretty cool. Um, sort of like uh, unlocking the different characters and the different colour schemes and things in um, fighting games. So Electric Boogaloo and Nick are still talking about where that particular remix is from. Either way, it's great, and I might use it in a DJ set at some point. So let's have some more music. I've got two uh, tracks from Sega Tetris, both of which were requests. Um, the first one is Galapagos Island, requested by Nicholas Herman. And then from uh, also from Sega Tetris, we have Trip, requested by Electric Boogaloo. So I hope you enjoy both of these, and I'll be back after this music break to head into the chiptune corner.
Outback. And that was two tracks from Sega Tetris. Um, the first one was Galapagos Island, requested by Nicholas Haman. And then we had Trip, requested by Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Electric Boogaloo also points out that the despite the arcade version of Sega Tetris only officially being released in Japan, it does actually work on Western Naomi uh, arcade hardware and actually is in English um, if you use it in Western hardware. <laughs> Things like that vex me because it's like, why do you just release it over here? I'm sure it was a lot more complicated. Well, well, it definitely was a lot more complicated and expensive back then than it is now, but um, it's still a bit vexing. So into the chiptune corner then. So here's a name that some of you might already be familiar with. I'm reasonably certain that Rexy would be, for instance. Pete Lepley is better known in the video game and chiptune music community as Phonetic Hero. And he has created original music for well-known games like Wargroove and PUBG Mobile, as well as providing arrangements and remixes for titles like Crypt of the Necrodancer. You may have even spotted his work over on OC Remix, where he's even done some work on Sonic Remixes. Oh, hello, Gun. Welcome to the chat. Uh, so, he has his own website, and I will link that in the Discord chat for you to have a look at. And he also has a SoundCloud. So, I'll link that as well. And I'm going to play one of his tracks for you, which is called Bat Out of Hell. Um, no relation to uh, the Meat Love song of the same name, as far as I'm aware. At least I don't think so. Anyway, uh, here is a phonetic hero with Bat Out of Hell. Um, please enjoy if you like his work. Uh, please go ahead and check out his other uh, his soundcloud or his own website
And we are back. And that was Phonetic Hero with Bat Outer Hell. As I said, if you enjoyed his work, please check out his website or his SoundCloud. Because it's always good to support independent artists. So thank you everyone uh, for tuning in today. Uh, special thanks to Nicholas Aman for finding me a lot of the music I used today. Because as I mentioned earlier, I was like, I'm sure we'll have most of this. Spoiler alert, we did not. And Twinny for awesome work on the socials, as usual, um, which is now harder than it used to be, because there's like four different ones that he has to keep track of. Um, so, uh, if you have any ideas for topics that you would like for me to cover, you can contact me on Discord, where I'm Skyblaze42. Or you can reach me through any of the official Radio Sega social media. So there's Mastodon, there's Blue Sky, there's Twitter, I'm not calling it X. If you particularly want to, or there is uh, the Facebook page. I'm not sure what else we've got now. Um, so I'm not sure what I'm going to be covering next week. I can't. I'm fairly sure I did have an idea, but I can't remember what it was. It's been that sort of a, a sort of a week. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the show, and uh, <laughs> I was tempted to use a track from the Tetris Effect for the last song of the night, but I've changed. I changed my mind and decided to do something much, much sillier. So, be prepared for that. Uh, <laughs> I've been Skyblaze, and this has been The Hidden Palace, here on Radio Sega. Uh, I think Gabby's coming- I think Gabby's coming up next, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but be, stay, be sure to tune in for the LMC block and Rexy's Mixer Drive tomorrow. So, uh, take care everyone, and good night. I came seeking fortune, but they're making me work till I'm dead. The bourgeoisie have it so easy, the czar's putting gold on his bread. The people of Moscow are hungry, but thin what a feast there could be if we could create a socialist state that cared for the people like me. I am the man who arranges the blocks that descend upon me from up above. They come down and I spin them around Till they fit in the ground like hand in glove Sometimes it seems that two blocks is fine And the lines will be formed as they fall Then I see that I have misjudged it I should not have nudged it after all Can I have
got plenty of gold and I'm standing in line for a loaf of bread. Maybe we'd be better off if we brought down Gorbachev. I am the man who arranges the blocks that continue to fall from up above. The markets are free, so much money for me. Tell me why should I care for peace and love? The markets are free, so much money for me. Tell me why should I care for peace and love? Peace and love. Peace and love. 
And now the wall is down, the Marxists frown, there's foreign shops all over town. When in Red Square we'll don't despair, there's Levi's and McDonald's there. The US gave us crystal meth, and Yeltsin drank himself to death. But now that Putin's put the boot in, we'll get in our way. So we reject free enterprise And once again the left will rise Prepare the flags to be unfurled Cause we're seceding from the world We shall regain the Georgian soil We shall obtain the Arctic oil We shall arrange the blocks and toil Forever and a day Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.